surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Barcy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we care to learn about that bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 66. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. Today, we're watching season two, episode 29, The Cat's Meow, directed by James B. Clark and written by a returning local hero, Stanley Ralph Ross. This episode originally aired December 14th, 1966, and features guest star villain Catwoman, as played by Julie Newmar. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, Catwoman gets her claws on her device capable of stealing people's voices, and uses this to steal the voices of the English singing duo Chad and Jeremy to hold their country for ransom. What a long run-on sentence. Yeah. We had great reactions to this episode. Uh, yeah, I was not a fan. I didn't enjoy this episode very much. I, I thought it was the best Catwoman episode so far. Well, that might be true. I'm not <laughs> arguing that. I just thought it sucked. But it, it was I just, it seemed Catwoman like... It was like, ugh. And then this turned out okay. Yeah. I just, I didn't know who Chad and Jeremy were, so then that... Maybe that hurt my enjoyment because I'm not up on my British invasion singers. I, I took know. it as you can just treat them as they could they could easily be fictional. It doesn't really matter. Well, I don't know if it helped or hurt that they were real because they were they they were bad. They were bad. Yes, like they were they they were bad. So maybe if I was like a huge fan of their of their music or had even heard of them before. Maybe that would be, you know, like like Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones, you know? They weren't make Robin look good bad, but they were, they'd be friends with Robin bad. Yeah. Yeah, like he, they would be impressed by his Billy Joel undercover. They would think that is so thing. cool. Yeah. Yeah, they would, they would, they would strive to emulate him. Dick's the coolest, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Hey, Dickie. Yeah. <laughs> certainly is not yeah so uh and and you loved this episode you said or you I were did. you were a fan i did i was yeah. a fan i was amused the entire way through all right well we'll get into it and maybe maybe i'll change my mind by the time we're done talking about it i think i just uh, like stanley ralph ross and his off the wall ideas yeah no i am a big stanley ralph ross fan for sure the episode opens at 7 a.m in gotham city as the city's just kind of rubbing the sleep from its eyes, they say. Uh, and the morning show on KGC-TV, the Harry Up's highly rated morning show, yeah, see, is already in that, progress. And I was like, is it highly rated because there's just three channels? Because Harry Up's is aggressively uncharismatic. 
He is. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't buy an umbrella from that guy, that's for sure. No, and he's interviewing Bruce Wayne about what the Wayne Foundation does, which is the first time I've ever heard that addressed in any, any form of media. Um, but he looks at Bruce like he has this look on his face, like it's just utter like confusion for you do what now? Yeah. And why is that all of a sudden important today? And why is that going to get ratings? I don't understand. But yeah, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson is just sitting there too, not even saying anything. He's just like the creepy sidekick. Harry was like, this morning on Harry Ups in the morning, we've got Bruce Wayne and some boy he owns. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but they need to take a quick commercial break. But I, I do like the the 60s style or the like the early television cut to a commercial is the the host advertise it's like a podcast you know yeah he just walks over to an umbrella and he's like umbrellas for sale <laughs> yeah. and they did I, I know it was designed as as trickery to throw us off the throw us off the trail here and i was i was like I thought this was supposed to be a Catwoman episode. Why are there umbrellas? We just yeah. saw the Penguin in the last episode. I thought I had clicked on the wrong episode. I was like, oh, that's all it was supposed to be Catwoman. I was about to leave it leave it, and go try to find the right episode. Yeah. And then I saw so that was cool. her terrible disguise. Yeah. Sneaks in and steals his voice. She has a little machine to steal the guy's voice while he's trying to pimp these umbrellas onto unsuspecting Gothamites. They... She steals his voice. He can't talk. The umbrella opens up and showers down a bunch of confetti or pieces of paper. Uh, and those pieces of paper have riddles on them. So now it's very confusing. Yeah. I thought it was funny that Bruce and Dick were just like put their hands over the microphones and had a conversation like they were Batman and Robin. Like someone could hear you. Dick didn't the even bother doing that and Bruce had to do it for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was strange. The sound engineers were like, uh, Mr. Wayne, if you and that boy you own are done discussing how you're really Batman and Robin, did you want to leave and reschedule? <laughs> exactly. And that's basically what, so they're like, well, umbrellas, that that could mean the penguin. But look, these are riddles. And they read one of the riddles. It says, what's black and white and full of fuzz? And Bruce says, that's a zebra. And Dick corrects him and says, no. <laughs> That's a, no, he's so that's a eager squad car. He's eager for approval. He's like, a zebra. A zebra? A zebra. And Robin's <laughs> like, no, it's not a zebra. Calm down. Why would it, why would it be a zebra? And Bruce is like, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's a squad car. And that's then, the, so they're like, like well, I know. This and the other thing. They also mention here, well, Commissioner Gordon always watches this show. When he's working, you know, how he's always, he doesn't miss his shows. So we better get, we better get home because he's going to be calling us once he sees this. So they you know take he lives off. in that office. <laughs> the director comes in. I, I wonder if he is someone. Because he, I don't know, gets a lot of the show for him. Yeah, there's a lot of that in this episode. Even if it's like the goon later on, like as the owner of the dance studio, that everyone is a character. Yeah. And, and they, they all just, get screen time. And they just stop like you're in an improv club and they're like, oh, hello. Tell us your backstory. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, he wants to say something. Well, it's not part of the script. Yeah, but we got a yes and him. That's the rules of improv, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It was silly. 
so anyway he he like makes his own like do 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 like breaking news sound on screen like just on camera and he's like due to unforeseen circumstances we're going to cut to our movie the green blob that ate philadelphia or whatever which sounds like ends the programming yeah i'm so i would have thought at this at this point you would have like thrown your thing down and been like no i don't want to keep watching batman i want to watch the movie yes because that sounds like something you'd be into for sure absolutely did i was like (laughs) i want to watch that instead of harry ups whatever this is (laughs) please tell me there's just a 20 dollar budget please tell me that they cut to wayne manor and alfred as expected is on the phone but he's telling commissioner gordon that they're not here and it was he was like I assume he's taking his morning shit. <laughs> yeah. Alfred says, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. He's out for his morning constitutional, which I read as, oh, you're telling Gordon he's pooping. Wonderful. <laughs> which is funny because that's what I say at work. Anytime someone's like, hey, where's so-and-so? I'm like, I don't know, pooping. <laughs> I, I always assume that everyone, if I can't see, if you're not directly in front of me, I assume you're pooping. How long have they been uh, gone? Is it long enough to count as time theft yet? Then they're pooping. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, sir. Never mind. He's done. Here he is. <laughs> Here he is now. <laughs> yeah. He'll shake his hand. Yeah. So we cut to Commissioner Gordon's office now after the opening. And he's explaining this. I loved this part. This part did make me laugh. Gordon is explaining it's just a regular umbrella with a mild shock device built into the handle. And as he does, it shocks Batman. And the look on his face is like he's embarrassed that he got shocked. And he's just like, well, then, and puts it down and like, carry on. But he just. Yeah, it was it was great. It's timed so well. Gordon says it's just a regular umbrella with a mild shock in the handle. (laughs) (laughs) And it shocks that he's. Oh, yeah, it was good. And then after Batman and Robin leave, I so hope that that Stanley Ralph Ross just pulled a John Schwartzwelder and instead of explaining anything, just put in brackets, Gordon says something gay about Batman here. And he certainly does. (laughs) He'd give me the cape right off his back if I asked him to. They, They don't make men like that manly man anymore. Oh, what Again, a man. He just stopped the story for this. <laughs> yeah. According to Rhapsodize about Batman. Look how and, and normally bat pants. Just amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And they it goes on for long enough that again, it's like a prank was being played, you know, and this should be in the outtakes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, keep talking till I say cut. And then <laughs> nobody says cut. And he just keeps on going. Until the phone rings, you'd think normally this is just it. Normally these scenes end where he just stops talking and like gazes lovingly into the camera, like he's yeah having a dream about Batman, where he flies in through the window, you know, like like Smithers. It'll make you watch Gordon's day because <laughs> it's just sad and depressing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then the phone rings and it's Bonnie, and he's like, "Oh yes, definitely send her in." And I was like, "Who's he?" Is he talking? He's this. He's really excited. Did Batman come back? Like he's he's just carrying on his love here. Yeah. 
But and no, Catwoman. Excited by the fact that Catwoman has formed a band of all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in show business now. Oh yes, very excited. Good to see you, Catwoman, and your goons and your lady goon. Meeny, meeny, miny, and mo. Yeah, I love that her cover is. I've formed some sort of band. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Catwoman with a tambourine. What could go wrong? Yeah. She means us no harm. <laughs> She's going to play one of her merry jingles. Yeah. he's Gordon is dumb in this episode. Like, he is... He is dumb. O'Hara makes... Like, he makes O'Hara look smart. Yeah. Gordon comes in this episode. bad in this episode. So bad. The worst. It's just like, oh, what a good woman. There's a part where she says, she asks if Gordon is called the voice of authority in Gotham City, and he says, yes, I believe I've been called that. Based (laughs) on what? Why would you ever think anyone called you that? Uh, He doesn't know what any of those words mean, so he's (laughs) just going along with it. No, O'Hara has to be, hey, uh, we're trying to figure out who the criminal is in this episode. Uh, You think it might be Catwoman? And Gordon's like, no. Couldn't Hold be. Her I know a ref- I know a reformed woman when I see one. And I was like, oh wow, O'Hara, way smarter than you today. Yeah, he's like, why would she form some sort of delightful pop band if she was still a criminal? She's <laughs> exactly. not that Mick Jagger. Yeah, so the- I'd love to have you perform at the policeman's benevolence ball. Is that what it is? Yeah, the the policeman's benevolence ball. We'd love to have you perform. Yeah. Oh gosh, that'll be our first performance. You don't even know if she like. Oh, that's a that's a good gig to get when you've never even had one rehearsal. And they wanted to be on a double ticket with Chad and Jeremy, who, real or not, they establish as like being like a hit, like a hit combo, or whatever. So basically, you're going to have a double do double bill at the Policeman Benevolence Ball with a bunch of crusty old World War II veterans and Catwoman and two guys called Chad and Jeremy are going to come out and sing songs. This is going to be a hell of a night you got planned, Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So they leave. Back in Catwoman's hideout, she's discovered, She's talking a little bit more. She listens to that uh, Harry Up's voice in a box. She just opens the box and his voice comes out, which was... I mean, a thing that I guess that's a decision that they made in this episode. So good for them. Catwoman's is basically magic, yeah. Uh, then they reveal, hey, we need to figure out where this Chad and Jeremy are staying. Read the newspaper. Well, they're not putting it in the newspaper because they're going to be mobbed by fans. Well, I'll call Commissioner Gordon and he'll tell me. Oh, do you think he's that stupid? Oh, I know he's that stupid. Yeah, he can really he function. Is. He'll tell us whatever we want. Yeah, so she does. She tricks him. He's like, oh, I don't think I can tell you that. And she's like, what? You don't trust me? He's like, oh, okay, let me tell you. Wait a minute, why do you want to know? I just want to make sure uh, we're not performing the same songs. Oh, oh yeah, that makes Solid, sense. yeah, I agree. Good plan. Yeah. Like, I assume Chad and Jeremy aren't a British cover band. So yeah. just don't just don't do any Chad and Jeremy songs, you know? That that really stuck with me. I was like, is it really the people? I don't really think acts that are doing any show call the organizer and are like, hey, can you tell me where they are so I can check my set list? Just don't do the same songs. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. But that, it works. This informs the fact that Stanley Ralph Ross was probably like 50-something years old in 1966, and he's like, I don't care what the kids do. And he's like smoking a cigar and drinking a cup of coffee, and he's like, you know, hey, hey, and whoa, whoa, and all. That's all basically the same damn song. <laughs> yeah, you know, these kids in their hair. Bleh. Kids in their song. Yeah, it's a song about a car. Uh, it's interchangeable. They probably <laughs> got to check the set list. It all checks out. I'm drunk now and going home. <laughs> I do like Stanley Ralph Ross, though. I love him so much. I hope that's what he said. So Catwoman steals Commissioner Gordon's voice here. This is the voice of reason bit you were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, well, yes, I think I am the voice. Ah, stole your, stole your voice. No, no I can't you're talk. saying something really stupid that you think you're the voice of authority anywhere. Yeah. So now Commissioner Gordon doesn't have a voice. We're in, uh, cut back to the, oh, because first he tells them, sorry, before before his voice is stolen, he does tell, he says, hey, uh, yeah, Chad and Jeremy, those guys you're asking about, they're staying at Wayne Manor. That's where they're staying. They it's like a, it's like a shitty Airbnb, you know? <laughs> We're not putting them in a hotel. They're going to stay at Wayne Manor. I don't think you quite understand how poor Gotham City Police Department is, Catwoman. We can't afford a, mo- a motor in. We're sending them to an Airbnb. <laughs> That's right. So now we cut back to Wayne Manor. And Bruce is I feel like the, a skull. That's what I, yeah. I think the director here was just, uh, hey, hey, you just hang out in the background there, Bruce, and uh, look busy. Uh, don't do anything too weird. Okay, I'll just hold this skull here. Uh, yeah, okay, that that's... Not exactly what I was talking about, but uh, okay. <laughs> he has this like deer skull, and he's poking at it with a screwdriver and like playing with its horns the entire time. It's yeah, so distracting. It's weird in the background. Uh, in the foreground here, Dick answers the phone. It's Catwoman under the guise of some lady from the dance studio saying, hey, uh, if you answer this skill testing question, you could win a free dance lesson. And rightfully, Dick is like, I don't know you, stranger. No, I don't want to dance. And yeah. Bruce is like, oh, ho, hold on, chum. Not so fast. Isn't the isn't the prom coming up? And also, dancing is a an important part of a young man's education. He's like, oh, golly, you're right, Bruce. You know, they say opportunity only knocks once. And in the same way, a strange woman from a dance studio only calls once. Don't miss this chance, chum. Yeah, we need to move the plot along. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he answers the question like, fine then don't answer the question you stupid lady <laughs> so he he answers the question correctly when when's my dance lesson right now i'm on my way that's weird <laughs> that's a weird way to do it <laughs> normally you'd have to come come down to the dance studio for this but uh yeah no we're gonna make a house call one of them roving dance teachers you know Guess what, Bruce? They were already headed here because she had confidence that I would know the answer. And Bruce is like, that seems suspicious. Someone had confidence in you. So Bruce is like, well, you're on your own with this dance teacher. I got to go to the store and get some parts for the the bat cave. Yeah. He's like, don't get man molested. Wink, wink. (laughs) Yeah. So Bruce pieces out here. Next scene, Harriet and Alfred are 
watching Dick dancing poorly with with Catwoman in disguise. They're watching Dick demonstrate that he's got a long way to go before he can pull off the Ted Bundy routine in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, he's not very charming. No. He's awfully strange. (laughs) No one's going to dance on him at the junior prom. She can just go home. Yeah. Remember, he's going to like spill a Sunday on some poor unsuspecting lady that's trying to get away from him. Yeah. Dick, don't you think it'd be better if you dance at the junior prom instead of shooting the place up, as you've talked about? (laughs) The, The dance teacher is asking an awful lot of questions about the layout how many entrances and exits to this place uh how many how many bathrooms y'all got yeah. it's just weird robin's like and dick, our dick is like what's it to you poor basically and then she notices there's some plants on the on the table and it's dogwood there's something which of course she's a cat so anything with dog in the title uh, she's allergic to so she manages to, huh, huh, achoo, and sneezes her disguise off. And now she's Catwoman again. Yeah, which so is that was so That was a fun way of doing it. Yeah. It was fun, but, but that was, weird. yeah, yeah, super strange. Hey, you're a Catwoman. Why I oughta. And then Harriet just faints. And then in keeping in true Catwoman off-putting fashion, while she like sneezes and drops her head to get rid of the glasses and drop her hair down, she also fucks up her eyebrows and then comes back up and blows her nose in front of everyone. <laughs> Just to remind you, I'm your boss's unpleasant girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little little gross. Harriet, again, just faints all the time now. I think she's narcoleptic. <laughs> yeah, she well, needs should... to see someone soon. <laughs> she, she does. She's just always passing out for no reason. She's like, then we get a... oh, someone else. Oh, She didn't even know it was Catwoman. <laughs> The doorbell. Oh. A strong <laughs> breeze. Oh. Yeah. The sneeze startled me. Now I'm asleep. Yeah. Uh everyone else is going to join her in being asleep because Catwoman throws a smoke bomb, like a sleeping gas bomb, and then they all fall asleep and she leaves. <laughs> then they cut to an airport that looks like the goddamn UN for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, the Gotham City Airport, where Chad and Jeremy are, their plane is arriving. They're mobbed by fans. There's a press conference right in the airport. Oh, and they are so and, damn insufferable. Like, oh. I know people thought it was cute when the Beatles would, like, give press conferences and not answer questions. Look, you're just being paid to bang a symbol, monkey. Answer the question. Like, they would say things like, oh, what do you like about being in our country? And then they said something that they thought was smart or whatever. And you just wanted to hit them? Yeah, Chad and Jeremy do that here. People ask them simple questions, oftentimes yes or no, and they give some cutesy answer where you're like, you know, we're just going to go to war with Britain now. Yeah. Yeah, no, they were... My only note about that whole scene is, ugh, shut up, Chad and Jeremy. Yes. That was what I wrote down. Because, yeah, hey, how do you like America so far? And they're the, I don't know, we've only been here for five minutes. Normally, it takes us at least half an hour to form an opinion about a country yeah <laughs> uh, they're doing that up. beatles thing you see the beatles doing clips because we'll think it's cute for some reason where they can't answer a question yeah. oh my god if i was a reporter in like 1966 or whatever 
Not only would I, one, wear a hat, and two, be drunk constantly, I would have just punched Paul McCartney in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, you shut up, you smirking little wise ass. Just answer the damn question, and then get to back singing your little happy hey hey song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Awful. <laughs> thankfully, th thankfully, uh, Bruce Wayne showed back up at the house and administered the universal drug antidote. Otherwise, they might still be sleeping. Yeah. Like, okay, great. They might they might miss all this. How unfortunate for them. Yeah. Thankfully, they've got the bat computer going, the bat file, and it spits out the location of the dance studio that Catwoman called from. So that's nice. So they're yeah. off to the dance studio. Meanwhile, the uh, computer's uh, able to trace a number. Excellent. Yeah, was it? Yeah. It wasn't even that. It was like, look in the phone book. She said <laughs> the name of the dance studio. Just yeah. the, the, that's what it is. It's a phone book. But a big flashing labeled phone book, at least. They just recorded Dick's conversation and fed it into the back computer. And then the AI was like, I mean, it says right there, Duncan's Dance Studio. What do you want from me? Yeah. So they're off to the Batmobile. They're off to the dance studio. Meanwhile, upstairs, it's tea time. So Harriet is entertaining again. Fucking yeah. Chad and Jeremy. And there's a needless extended scene with Chad and Jeremy talking about their dreams or something. Yeah, how they met in a I was I was in medical school. So with every album one of our fans buys, it's one step closer to me being a brain surgeon. It's just like why? Yeah. And on top of that, you're an idiot. If you people are if people are giving you money for your little na na hey hey song and you're still like, I'm gonna learn a skill, you're a moron. Yeah, I mean they got to have something to fall back on because they I've never even heard of them. So they couldn't have been <laughs> popular for very long. Yeah, but they could have like, an, they, that's the point of you make a bunch of money and then invest it. You don't blow it all on tea. Yeah. And then like, oh, you thought we were going to be like rock stars. Like we're just going to smash this place up, I bet, huh? And Harriet's like, oh, yes. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to smash this place up. And I was like, hey, don't, don't faint, Harriet. Yeah. But then they're like, ah, oh, we're just kidding. Harry was like, we had those awful Rolling Stones here just last week, and you'll never believe what Keith Richards did on the lanai. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, you ever see a, a AI write a song and then throw a TV out the window? Uh -huh. <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> but I, uh, this was they I think it was mostly Chad and Jeremy that I hated about this episode now that I now that I reflect on it a little bit. I did not realize how long that scene went until I like went back just making notes and I was like, God, they stopped the show for this. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Very awful. Uh, <laughs> and then they then they smash cut to Catwoman doing Pilates while her goons look at her ass. And I was like, God. I'd rather watch that than Chad and Jeremy, at least. Yeah, but still, like that was the that was the way you decided to block that scene. Okay, it, yeah, it was different. I'll give you that. But I guess uh, maybe the director is just trying to prove he uh, he owns a doghouse, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there was so many weird. That's where. So this was one of Catwoman's goons here as the owner of the of the dance studio. But again. So many weird characters. Like he's playing like 
I, I don't recognize you. Who are you? Uh, Robin and Batman, you say? And he gets their names wrong, and it's strange. Before they come in, though, there's a whole scene where this guy who's dressed up like he's, like, a cartoon character from, like, the super racist version of, of Native Americans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And but he's, he's like, like, I'm an sorry, African sir. tribe guy or something. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, sir. We don't offer the Watusi anymore. And it's like, a, but it's not just like a one-off thing. Like they have a whole conversation where the guy is like, and you say you want to do what dance? And he's like, the Watusi. He's like, we don't offer that anymore. And then they stare at each other and you're like, this thing is and- taking like five minutes. What the hell is happening? Oh, he- yeah, and he's but he's dressed yeah full garb with like a shield like a like one of those leather wrapped like African shields and he's like well, how about the the Malengi Guga Duga dance that sounds that looks like something you'd like and he's like no like it's yeah it was weird for sure I forgot about that and the goon reminds me of Steve Allen but that's not Steve Allen yeah but he's again he's doing a character right like he's Steve Allen wouldn't do this. <laughs> oh yeah yeah he's it's weird again must be a thing like this is oh, we'll just improv this bit i didn't write any dialogue you do a you character justifiably lost steve allen when you were like he was looking through the script and it was like chad and jeremy no thanks <laughs> <laughs> awful just awful i was so... in adam west but then you said chad and jeremy yeah, Robin also threatens this guy a little bit, like yeah. vaguely, and the guy catches on. He's like, "Oh, hey, you got a bit of the devil in you there, hey." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, someone's onto your your psycho ways there, Robin." By the devil in you, I mean deep seated sociopathy. Yes, absolutely. Well, in walks Catwoman. I guess is the next thing that happens, and that means it's time for a fight. And when it's time for a fight, it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. They was fighting words, I guess. Yeah, during this dance studio dust-up, we get Wham! Boff? Ugg? Zwap? Crap? And Oof. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. I did like this fight in the fact that Catwoman just sits there and watches it and every time her goons get knocked towards her she just pushes them back into the fight. Yeah, she stands there with the other lady and is like, yeah, I call dibs on Batman. You can have Robin, uh, but he's probably a little too young for you. Boys that age only like baseball, you know? And it was it was weird. And in Robin's case, not even that. Just murder and screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lady she says that to, though, like, I thought at first I wasn't paying super close attention to her, and, her, and she's called Kitten, I think, or no, she's called Eenie. I was she's thinking Eenie. at first she was like, you know, a much younger Robin-like age sidekick Catwoman had taken on. But if you look yeah. at her, she looks like she's about 20, 23, 42, which means that she yeah. was like 1966. Well, it's hard to tell. I mean, she was probably like 1966, 19. Yeah, yeah, she did look. She looked forty for sure. But in nineteen sixty six, she could easily just have been nineteen years old. Yeah, and she and she very well could have been. I didn't yeah. look her up. The sheer amount did, of smoking that I've inhaled, not even that I did yeah. myself on the walk over to this set, I, that's aged me ten years. 
Yeah, for sure. She's definitely looks like something, you know, like she spent too much time in the tanning booth or something and she's yeah. ruined her poor skin. At the end of the fight here too, the the guy that was posing as the the owner of the dance studio like gets up and Batman and Robin just like point at him or look at him and he just goes and lays on top of the pile of defeated goons like under his own power he's just like oh you want me over here okay and he just like lays down on top of the pile of goons i love that and i love the part where they try to strangle robin with the telephone cord there was some that was good in this fight there was or where they just like spin around a whole bunch of times and like punch like yeah there's lots of spinning and punching and two dead yeah it was it was a good fight yeah they spin the guys around and then they slam them face first into each other. That did some brain damage. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. At the end here, Catwoman's like, "Well, I guess I'm under arrest. Hey, do you mind if I put on some makeup first? Uh, yeah, I can't see how that could possibly go bad for anyone. And then she, like, scratches her makeup with her claw and then like touches Batman and Robin on the clothing. And they're just like, ah, we're drugged now. I was like, okay. I wrote down, uh, but I trapped this episode as a stroke. <laughs> yeah. It was, their acting, though, was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, Robin's like, <laughs> can't trust women. And Batman's like, that's a hasty generalization, chum. <laughs> It was good. I like when they just let Adam West go and do what he wants. <laughs> he he makes some excellent choices. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his work, for sure. Uh, yeah, the Death Trap, they're in an echo chamber, I guess, that makes everything really loud once they turn it on. It's like two cones side by side. And it looks pretty stupid. <laughs> and I don't like it. But then it made me think of the Cone of Silence. And then I was like, oh, I hope we get to watch Get Smart soon. Yeah. Because I love that show. And I didn't love this episode. So I was definitely like ready for it to be over here at this point. Buck Henry was the main writer on Get Smart. And he would also never write a script that featured Chad and Jeremy. No. He'd just be like, Absolutely. no. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, that's our death trap. Is Catwoman's gonna gonna deafen them, and that'll that'll cause them to I don't know commit suicide yeah, there's, or wander out in traffic got, or something. She's got water dripping on a drum, kind of thing, and it's gonna be like the Chinese water torture, but it's gonna crank it up to eleven or whatever. So it's gonna be super loud in there, and then the repeated noise is going to drive them crazy and turn Batman into like a a robot or something, and then. Like it's gonna just destroy his his brain. His intellect will be gone, but she's gonna keep him and I don't know, bone him or whatever. And yeah, that was that was it. That's the death trap. She's gonna keep him, and then she's gonna do stuff to him. Where if she had stopped about a minute sooner, it would have been sexy. But because it's Catwoman, it's just off putting. Yeah, yeah, she is. So our. End of the show cliffhanger says, Zounds! What sounds? Will Batman be reduced to a handsome robot fit only to serve Catwoman? Is Robin to become little more than a cuddly teddy bear for Eenie? 
the answer to these and other ear-shattering questions tomorrow. Same cat time, same cat channel. I just wanted to point out that the word zounds is actually a mixed oath that comes from God's wounds. So <laughs> way to tie a blasphemy into your into your cliffhanger text. Wow, there you go. I never I didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something new every day here on Surf Kings of Gotham. <laughs> Let's cheapen this. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. sighs> yeah. I mean, there was more good parts in this episode than I recalled at the beginning. You know what I mean? When I when I said I didn't like it. But oh yeah. The parts I the parts I didn't like, I really didn't like. Like <laughs> Chad and Jeremy, if you're still alive, you should yeah. Uh, Go fuck yourselves. I sincerely Get hope off my that you're a doctor and a lawyer or whatever, and you just don't talk a lot. You just consult. And at this point in your life, you just come in and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then you leave. Or, or you got, yeah, your just brain has been destroyed by syphilis from your fame in the 60s, and now you're just a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Now you're Catwoman's slave. Yeah. <laughs> Her, her her son with Down syndrome or whatever, like that, like in that picture. Yeah, that story you told. Yeah, I'll tell that story on the next episode since we're almost out of time for this one. But it's you a told it on a previous episode. Yeah, or just go back through the archives and listen to the last time you told it on that. Yeah, one of the Catwoman episodes. Yeah. It was the greatest thing in the history of social media. Social media is largely a disaster, but that one incident just completely redeemed and validated the whole experiment okay yeah, so what happened is this guy posted a picture on the internet <laughs> that was adam west burt ward frank gorshin and julie newmore sitting on a couch around this dude and then somebody commented and said oh, that's a cool picture who's that guy and then somebody else said i believe that's julie newmore's son he has pretty severe down syndrome and has to be accompanied by her at all times and the original poster said, that's me, ass. <laughs> I never get tired of that one, let me tell you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that does it for another episode here of Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows. And I think there's probably some words on at our show on shows dot com. It at least exists now. Yeah. We're getting there. Till next time. See you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, see you next time, everyone. Yeah. And I was going to say, bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham.